Pittsburgh Steeler fans, and welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield coming at you. It's Thursday. It's the final Thursday of January. Man, it just seemed like it was crazy uh, that the year just started. I, I missed the first Thursday uh, because I was out sick, and Brian Anthony Davis filled in for me. And now all of a sudden, it's the last one in January. If that's the case, remember, Steelers fans, there's hope. We'll move along to the key times in the offseason as they get along. But right now, we're in the Steelers offseason, but it doesn't still feel completely like it's the offseason because there's still NFL football going on. That's right. There are three football games left to be played, two of which will be played this Sunday. Then we'll have to wait two more weeks until we get the last one. Then it'll be everyone's done, everyone's over. It's full-on offseason. We'll push forward into March in the beginning of the league year. We'll get into free agency. Then we move on to the end of April with the draft. Then you're into OTAs. Then you're into that six-week period of being done with the facility before the training camp, and it's here before you know it. Do I really? Am I really back to this place again? Am I really back into having to convince myself about the different milestones in order to get there? Unfortunately, we are. We are. But you know what? We're going to keep rolling through this offseason. And what I need right now more than anything, I need my nerds of steel. I need you all to let me know what you would like to know statistics-wise. What do you want to hear on, on the stat key? Give me the questions. Give me the questions. I'll answer them just like I'm going to do today. I've got, I had a question asked for me on Twitter from Brian Haynes. For those of you that are in a live chat of any of our podcasts, that would be Captain Underpants. He said at STLR Superfan Dad, hey, that's me. That's how you can ask me the questions. He said, I saw the whole article on the Steelers being 15 plus million over the projected cap. Who are the most likely candidates for restructuring and cutting or extension? Hashtag Nerds of Steel. Now, first of all, the Steelers being over, over the cap, as he said, is actually completely correct. Over the projected cap. The projected cap is what it's all about. Right now, I'm trying to figure out here exactly um, what the what, what the Steelers are, are looking at because if you look at overthecap.com, that's my number one go-to source. Then the other source that I generally check in on is SpotRack. Then occasionally I'll also look at the NFLPA uh, salary cap information there. Theirs is a little bit. Oh, timing-wise, it's always tricky with what's going on with them because you don't get a breakdown. You simply get a number. And if all you get is a number, that makes it really hard to figure out at what point you're talking about. Because for those of you that follow my salary cap articles during the offseason, what it really comes down to is when things count and when they don't, when it's reported, when it's actually going. You could, you know, someone might report one number, someone might report something different, but it depends on what's counting and what's not counting, what they've taken into account so far. I don't get into those numbers until closer to the beginning of the league year when I try to get an exact number from the NFL of what the salary cap's going to be, and then I roll with it through there. I plan on keeping that up here at steelcurtainnetwork.com on the editorial side. So make sure you're checking that out. But I would say right now, based on some things here at over the cap, it looks like they're projecting the cap to be, uh, what is that? Like 
about two, maybe two seventy-five, something like that. It's some something crazy. Now, it a lot of this, you know, is is some various things because teams will have rollover things of that nature, um, and and you just don't know what what the cat like right now. Honestly, I, I said two seventy-five. I went the wrong direction with the fifteen that they're over. Right now, they're looking at it as under two forty-four. We don't know if that number is exactly correct or not, but it's what they're they're estimating. And over the cap's pretty good with estimating a lot of this stuff. So here's what we're going to do for this episode. We're going to go through. We're going to go through contract by contract. Now we're not going to really look at anybody on a rookie contract. There's not really any reason to do that because when it comes to players on rookie contracts. You don't save money by cutting them. Most of them are like close to fully guaranteed, or there's lots of dead money. I'll give you a prime example right now. Let's look at Broderick Jones. If you were to look at Broderick Jones right now, uh, if you were to cut him this year, it would actually cost almost $10 million more than it would be to pay him and have him play. Because that's the way it works with these rookie contracts, especially early on. Um, like, because Broderick Jones' salary cap hit is like $3.778 million for this year. But if you were to, but if you were to release him or anything, it would be 13.6 because of all that guaranteed money rolling up. So we're going to break this down into several different things uh, as we cover these players. First, I'm going to go ahead and give you the list of the players that are, that are free agents you know, restricted free agents, um, exclusive rights free agents. According to SpotRack, they have Chappelle Russell listed as a restricted free agent. That was someone who ended up on IR with the Steelers. I don't know. I don't – he must not have had – I don't know if he had an injury settlement or anything like that, but for some reason he's a restricted free agent. Don't worry, the Steelers aren't going to sign him to a tender. That's it. The Steelers don't really have any – players that they're that they would have as restricted free agents they have exclusive rights free agents and when it comes to exclusive rights free agents that means the Steelers have the rights to them at the league minimum because they don't have enough years in the league to to qualify to be a free agent unless the team doesn't want them the two players that are the exclusive rights free agents for the Steelers are Dylan Cook who he was the offensive lineman who was who was inactive every week with the exception of two weeks where the Steelers had offensive linemen injured early in the season. He was active, didn't play. Um, so he's someone who's an exclusive rights free agent. I assume the Steelers will probably pick him out, you know, sign him to that because there's no reason not to. He's on the 53. The other one is Rennell Wren, who was a player that was with the Steelers, I mean, technically all season, but he was hurt during OTAs. He was out for the season during OTAs, and he was someone who was who was with the on the fifty three at the end of the of twenty twenty two. So it'll be interesting to see how the Steelers go there. It doesn't really cost them anything because you're not talking about any kind of signing bonus. If the player doesn't make the team, you're not out any money. The exclusive rights free agents really have have nothing. There's no harm in signing them. But I'm going to go ahead and and list the. Um, unrestricted free agents of the Steelers. So these are players that you're not going to hear me talk about otherwise of what to do with their contract, how that could help with the salary cap or or, or whatnot, because they're not under contract. 
and they are Levi Wallace, Montrevious Adams, Miles Killebrew, Marcus Golden, Quan Alexander, James Pierre, Armand Watts, Shannon Sullivan, Blake Martinez, Miles Boykin, Mason Rudolph, Michael Walker, and Elijah Riley. Now, could the Steelers bring back a number of these players? Absolutely. Will they bring them all back? Probably not. Probably not. But we'll have to see what the Steelers do with these players going forward. It's Now, just as a reminder, if a player is an unrestricted free agent, they can sign back to their original team early, right now, if they wanted to. They could sign anytime. They can't go anywhere else. They can't officially sign anywhere else until the beginning of the league year, which is 4 p.m. on Wednesday, March 13th, I believe is the Wednesday. I'm going to have to look at my calendar. Um, but I, it's it's that week of March. So that's the easy way to know it. And the, and the exact day is the 13th. I was correct. I was, that's what I had in my mind. I just wanted to verify. And that's at 4 p.m. when they can sign. Now, they can negotiate, and you'll get a lot of things of teams coming to an agreement. That starts, I'm pretty sure, at noon, two days ahead of time on Monday, the March 11th. That's what they call the legal tampering period, which is, yes, it's an oxymoron. Tampering is illegal, but it's legal in this case. So it, it it's Jeff always gets a, a big kick out of that. So uh, for those uh, in the Ryder Doctor, you know exactly what I'm talking about because uh, Jeff always uh, always thinks that's real interesting how those things go. So those are the players we're definitely not going to talk about because they are no longer under contract with the Steelers. I've heard so many people in the past say something to the effect of, well, if the Steelers just let Levi Wallace go, that'll save him some money. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. They can't save any money with Levi Wallace. He's not under contract. He's not under contract. You know, or they say, oh, just let Mason Rudolph go. No, he's not under contract. You when when you let him go, that's it. Now, I'm going to define some terms before we get into stuff with some of these players. I'm going to define some terms, take a break early, and then we'll roll on through these. Okay. Some terms. Restructure versus extension. So many times there are people, oh, yeah, they can just restructure his contract. I'll give you an example because we'll talk about it early on. Cam Hayward, big cap hit this year. I'll just restructure him. You can't because a restructure just takes money from the coming year that's supposed to be in base salary or or um, it could be a roster bonus or, or something of that nature. And it pushes it into a signing bonus, which then spreads it out over the life of the remaining contract. Now, why can't you restructure Cam Hayward? It's the last year of his contract. There's no other years to push it to. That's when a contract extension comes in. You add more years to the contract, um, whether they're void years or not. What makes them void years is that the team doesn't offer a base salary and they use it just as kind of like fake years to spread out more money. So it's not as much now. It gets pushed forward in the future. The only time the Steelers did that was in 2021 after that 2020 season when the salary cap went down. Don't know if they'll ever do it again, but that's the only time they've ever done it. But that's the void years thing. So you can't restructure a player that only has, that's the goal, it's going into the last year of their contract. Now, somebody like TJ Watt, can you restructure him? Yes, you take big portion of his base salary or whatever portion of his base salary, you convert it to a signing bonus and that pushes it into all the remaining years. If he's got 
I, I, I said, TJ, Watt, let's just say any player. If they've got four years left of their contract and they have a base salary of, let's say, $12 million, okay, you could take, let's say you want to give them a, you'd say, hey, we'll keep, you got to keep at least the league minimum of their base salary. And that goes up every year. I'll be honest with you because it's brand new. I'm not sure what the league minimums are this year. I haven't got into memorizing them yet. I still have all last year's on my brain. So we'll just make these numbers simple. Let's say they decide to keep a $2 million base for this player, and they're going to restructure $10 million. They're going to give them a $10 million signing bonus instead of that all being base salary. So now this player will only, when it comes to their weekly checks, they're only going to get it, be getting it based on $2 million versus 12. So what happens to the 10? The player then takes that, it, it, it takes that contract for that player, spreads it out over those years. So in other words, four years left, $10 million, that's $2.5 million each year, which now means instead of $10 million counting towards this year, it's only 2.5 this year, 2.5 the next year, 2.5 the following year, and 2.5 the last year. And it and, and it adds on to each one. So when they already have big cap numbers, when you do this, you're making those big cap numbers even bigger towards the end. That's the problem with it. But as I say, a dollar now is not as valuable, you know, you know, a dollar now is more valuable than a dollar in the future because the salary cap outside of that 2021 season goes up every year. So you can get more for your dollar but when you do this by having it count later. Now, the player's already paid. It doesn't affect their pay. They get that money. They Restructuring is good for a player. They get paid up front. So if you restructure $10 million, you actually would then would save $7.5 million based on those four years that are left. Now, if a player only has two years left on their contract and they restructure $10 million, you're only saving five because you're still having $5 million this year, and then you're pushing $5 million in the next year, which is probably making that cap number go way up. So in all honesty, when's it best to restructure a player? When they have the, the ones that have the most years left on their contract. And we'll look at that shortly. So I wanted to get that terminology taken care of. Also, I wanted I want to talk about the difference between dead money and cap savings. Dead money is basically the, the money I was just talking about when it gets pushed into the future. It's money that has already been paid to the player, but hasn't been counted yet on the salary cap. It just hasn't counted yet. The, it's not that, oh, they're still going to have to pay him that much. No, it's been paid. It just hasn't counted on the cap yet. So if if let, let's go back to my last example of restructuring $10 million, really two years left on that contract. You're pushing $5 million of dead money into the future. Any, any, any contract where you, there is a signing bonus, when it counts in those other years, that's your dead money. That's your dead money. So if, if a player never has a signing bonus and they get released, then there's that's why there's no dead money. That's what I was saying with the exclusive rights for agents because there's no signing bonus, no dead money. So, all right. So just to, to clarify that. So when I go through and talk about someone's contract and when I say their dead money versus and their cap savings, those two numbers are going to add up to their cap number their salary cap number, because that's what it consists of. 
So if, so if you have a player that's got a $20 million salary cap hit, $5 million of it would be dead money, and $15 million of it would be cap savings, that's the way it would break down. So when I say, oh, yeah, well, the Steelers, well, for that player that's a $20 million cap, cap hit, yes, it's going to be dead money, and that's money already paid. There's nothing you can do about that $5 million. You can't do anything about it. But you can say it would be a $15 million cap savings because otherwise they would count $20 million. So the dead money just never goes away. All right, so hopefully I clarified that stuff pretty good. Here we are. I said I was going to take the break early. It's just compared to what I normally do. We're going to break right now. I'm going to come back. We're going to run through the players on the Steelers roster for 2024 and where they stand when it comes to the salary cap and what it would be any kind of savings. So stick around. Right Steelers fans, here we go. Let's get back into this. Let's figure out what players, where they are, what's going on. Now, before we do, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know this. I'm gonna talk about who has the longest contracts. The Steelers actually have a lot of players who 2024 is the last year of their contract. Rather than say who those players are, it's easier to say who those players aren't. Okay, believe it or not. So I'll I'll tell you this right now. If you look ahead, this is all according to OverTheCap.com. There is only one player under contract for the Steelers for the 2027 season. Even the rookies that the Steelers just had last year, none of them are under contract for 2027. The Steelers would have a fifth-year option with Broderick Jones. Again, no one under 2027. The only one is Alex Highsmith because he signed his deal last year. So that's the last year of his deal. 2027. If you look at 2026, that's when you get into all the rookies from this past season. All all the rookies from this past season. um, Sorry, I said that wrong. Not the rookies. The drafted players from this past season. If you're an undrafted player, you're in a whole different realm. You're in a whole different realm because you don't, you're not, when you're drafted, you sign a contract for four years. That's the way it works for drafted players. If you're undrafted, uh, let's let's look at someone like Jalen Warren. Let's use an example of Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren, he was undrafted. He just finished his second season with the Steelers. Now, as an undrafted free agent, he's going into the final year of his contract this year. This year, um, he will be... He will have his third year. He hasn't been cut at all to come back at a, at a, with a lower rate, so that's why he's not going to be exclusive rights or anything. This year, if he would have been cut and signed to the practice squad or anything and then brought up, then this year he would have been one of those exclusive rights guys. But he's not. He's still under his initial contract from when he signed with the Steelers because he's been on the 53 the whole time. Next season, 
Jalen Warren would be a restricted or a restricted free agent because he hasn't hit four years. Because undrafted players, if you're talking about three-year contracts. So just wanted to bring that up. So when I said that about the rookies, I should have said drafted players. There's only three players that aren't that weren't rookie or weren't drafted this past year that are under contract for 2026. You already know one of them, Alex Highsmith, because he goes all the way to 2027. But the two for 2026 are Minka Fitzpatrick and Chris Boswell. That's it. Those three. Now, when you get to the end of 2025, there's some more. You still have Boswell. You still have Fitzpatrick. You still have Highsmith. 2025, next season, not this coming season, but two, you know, not now, two years left on their deal. You've got TJ Watt. You've got Larry Ogunjobi. You've got Isaac Samalu. You've got Cole Holcomb. And believe it or not, you got Mitch Trubisky. Those are the players. Those are the players. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You only have eight players not on rookie contracts that are under contract for longer than 2024. That's something to remember. That's something to remember. It looks like the, it looks like the Steelers have tons of cap space for 2025, but that's because they only got 22 players under contract. That it's that's going to change so much with everything going on. So now let's break down these players one by one. All right, TJ Watt. Uh, no, and I'm going, and, and we're going to go quick because of how, how far it took me to set up everything. Uh, TJ, I'm, I'm starting with the biggest cap numbers for this year, and 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 and, and here we go. TJ Watt, he has a thirty million dollar cap number for this year. Thirty million dollars in cap. If the Steelers were to release T.J. Watt, no way that's going to happen, but I'm just giving you the numbers. He would have $18 million of that in, in, in dead money, and he would save the Steelers $11 million if released. Now, the question is, can the Steelers restructure T.J. Watt? The answer is they can. The problem is it's not all that – beneficial because it pushes every penny into 2025. They could restructure him up to $9.92 million. That's how much they could save. But all $9.92 million of that would be pushed into 2025. And he's already sitting at a very – he's got almost the exact same cap hit next year as he does right now. According to over the cap, it's $1 difference because that's just how the the contract – is is structured now? Could the Steelers decide? Mm, you know, we it would be mine. We would mind saving four million dollars and having an extra four million on TJ next year. They could do that. That is a possibility. I would not do a full restructure with someone with only one year left. They can. Steelers could have restructured TJ Watt last year. Didn't do it. Um, they they didn't have to have the money. So that's TJ Watt. Next is Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward has a $22.4 million cap hit. 6.4 of that and, and some change um, because it was 22.4 and some change. Uh, 6.4 million of that is dead money. 16 million is his base salary for this year. That would be what the Steelers would save if Cam retired or they decided to cut ties with him. He is not a candidate for, for restructure. Cam would be more of an extension. I doubt they would pay him anything more than what he would be due to get this year. They would just take that $16 million 
and convert it into a signing bonus minus the 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 minimum salary. But you could, you know, you could do something like Ben Roethlisberger did when he did that, and he took five million dollars less his last year. I don't know that. I mean, Cam already said about not doing that. We'll just have to see. It's going to be real interesting to see what's going on with Cam Hayward. It's going to be real tough to, for him to be that. But hey, another thing you don't want to do is you could push some of it into the future and know he's not going to play next year, but everything that you push, then it's just dead money next year. Or you could just say, hey, we can ride out that number for one more year and go with it. it there's a lot of questions there that it's way too much speculation for me. The next highest cap number is Minka Fitzpatrick. He was a player who was restructured last year. Um, $21.355 million cap hit with over $20.5 million of that being dead money. Steelers would only save $970,000. Um, but like you said, they're not cutting Minka Fitzpatrick. But part of that is because he has um, – multiple years left on his contract. He's got three years left where other ones have two. So with Minka Fitzpatrick, if they could restructure him. They did last year, as I said. They could save almost $9 million by restructuring Minka, but by doing that, you're going to be putting $4.5 million more in each of his other two years, which right now he's at 21.3, 22.3, and 24.4. That's his numbers, rounded, you know, estimated. Um. So he's someone you could restructure again, but the benefits wouldn't be as much as like they were uh, um, last season when they restructured him. I mean, they dropped his cap number down some significantly uh, for last year when they did that. So it'll be interesting to see how they do that. Next, Deontay Johnson, 15.8 plus million dollar cap hit, 5.8 plus million of that would be dead money. $10 million of that would be cap savings. That's his. He's got a $3 million roster bonus right around the beginning of the league year and a $7 million base salary. Uh, Deontay Johnson, when it comes to him, that's a pretty decent number for a wide receiver, but at the same time, um, it's less than last year's cap number. He had a $16 million cap number. To me, this would be more of an extension candidate if they wanted to extend him at all and bring that number down a little bit to pay him a little bit more. Or the Steelers could just play it out, see how that goes um, based on on Deontay Johnson. That's not someone that I would say right now is going to save them a bunch of money um, otherwise. Alex Highsmith with his 13.99 cap – or sorry, $13.933 million cap hit, he wouldn't save much – release because I mean 12.8 million of that's dead money because he just signed it last year but he is your number one candidate for a restructure if you want to save some money because he's only going into the second year he would have four years to spread it over you could because he has a 10.733 base salary million dollar base salary you could save just over seven million dollars um with Highsmith based on that and spreading that out over four years, I mean, my goodness, you're adding less than $2 million to each of the years that he has left um, their cap hit. But he does have a lower cap hit this year than the 13.99 is, you know, next year's already at 16.2 because they had his, his salary going up uh, 1.5 uh, million the next, you know, from 2024 to 20, or 2025 to 2026. 
another another million up into 2027. So he's someone you can do that with because it's minimal how much it would be added to, to other years, but you're still only talking about saving about $7 million. And that's your best restructure. So when it really comes to these restructures, it's a little bit iffy. Larry Ogunjobi, some people are like, oh, just cut him. He has more dead money than he had cap savings. He's got 13.28, re-repeating, um, million-dollar cap hit for this year. Seven over just over seven million in dead money and six point two million plus in savings. So that that'd be a lot of dead money to take on with Larry O. Because he has two years left, you could restructure some of that. But his big thing is he's got a he's got a roster bonus. He's got a roster bonus of four point seven five million dollars. That's on March sixteenth. So you're talking three days into the league year that the Steelers wouldn't have to pay that. So you're talking about that big dead money number, cutting it more than in half. Then the, then the dead money goes down to 3.55 and you have even more savings, but that's assuming that he's on the roster after them. You would have to cut him before then. Don't know what they're going to do there. Larry O's a big question mark. I wouldn't plan on saving any money with him. All right. We're chugging along, seeing if we can find him. Here we go. Allen Robinson. One year left on his deal. $11.9175 million cap hit. What? $10 million base salary. He'd cost the Steelers less than $2 million in dead money. Save $10 million. I'm sorry, unless Allen Robinson redoes his deal, he's going to be cut and save $10 million. They can't, you can't have the same base salary for Allen Robinson's Deontay Johnson. Um, and carry them both. It's just not worth the money. To me, there's $10 million that you save. If anything else, you sign Allen Robinson to a brand new deal. That's the deal. I think he's going to get cut, and then they'll see if they bring him back starting over again. All right, so there's the first one, saving $10 bucks. I, I got that one there. Troops of core four. To me, he's going into his last, the last year of his deal. Um, he's got a roster bonus of $4 million. He's got a base salary of $4.75 million. That's $8.75 million you can save by cutting him before the beginning of the league year. You only got $3 million, just over $3 million in dead money. I'm sorry, but Chooks, he's going to be gone. You can't spend that money on a backup tackle. He was replaced, and the Steelers are moving forward, not backwards. Um, he he has he has to be cut. Um, those, those are the two biggest guarantees, and that's 8.75. So right there, between Allen Robinson, Chuksakor for $18.75 million, you're already then under the cap with things. So like, well, how, how far can you get under that? Well, you got James Daniels. He's another one. He's got a pretty big cap hit. He's over $11 million. Um, just under $3 million's dead money. They could save $8.25 million with him this year if he was released. To me, James Daniels, look for him to get an extension. That's going to bring that – that's going to bring that – uh, cap number for this year down. I see them signing James Daniels for another two seasons uh, beyond next year. I think that's the wise thing to do. If they extend him, you're talking then probably taking unless they give him a raise as well with his with his um and not just convert his always base salary into a signing bonus. You're probably talking about um you know, you can, you're probably going to be saving four, four and a half million dollars from him if you give him an extension. I think that would be a good idea. 
but those aren't guaranteed. Uh, Isaac Samalo, he's got two years left on his deal. Probably the best thing with him, they might just hold Pat. Um, it's a $10 million cap hit, 10.191666 this year, and this is basically the same thing the next year. Um, if anything, they could restructure him if they want to bring a little bit of that down. But every penny that goes from this year goes to next year. Don't know if that'll happen. Wouldn't be shocked just to see the Steelers stand pat with Samalu and have him be here for the next two years. Patrick Peterson, this is an interesting one. He's got one year left on his deal. He signed a two-year deal. He's got uh, it, it's two point nine five, sorry, two point nine two five in dead money. Sorry, his cap hit is $9.775 million. That's a lot for someone that you don't even know now could be a starter. He's got a $3 million roster bonus, which is also on March 16th, and then a 3.85 base salary. Steelers could save $6.85 million if they say, um, see you to Patrick Peterson. I don't think they keep him at this contract. I think they either give him a small extension, move stuff into – into a signing bonus and pay him a salary next year that they have no intention of paying. In other words, give him the Mitch Trubisky treatment that, that, that he got last year. Um, other than that, that's he's going to be tough to keep uh, for that eight that six point eight five million dollars. So that's somewhere that you could save that if you're ready to do that. I don't know what the Steelers are. Cole Holcomb not going to really get into him because he's the injury guy. Don't know what his injury is going to entail. If uh, with everything, but uh, he's under contract for two more years. We just kind of got to see what he, he's a $7.6 million cap hit. Mitch Trubisky. This one's interesting. This one's really interesting because the Steelers extended him last year. Um, he's got two more years left on his deal. The Steelers. So if the Steelers cut Mitch Trubisky, you've got his prorated bonus over the next two years unless they do a designated June 1st thing. Um, he's going to cost 4.6 against the cap and was only going to save just under $3 million. Steelers don't often do the designated uh, June 1st thing. If they did that, then they could spread that 2.3 over two years. Remember, that's why Stefan Tuitt waited until June 1st to retire. Uh, to me, I don't think the Steelers are going to hold on to Mitch Trubisky until after June 1st and then cut him. Um, I think they could still use that designation, um, unless I'm mistaken. He, that's a big question when it comes to Mitch. But uh, I don't see how the Steelers could have his $7.5 million salary cap hit for someone who has proved to them that he can't win you games as a backup this past year. Because, man, every game he, he played in, the Steelers lost. Um, so I don't know exactly how they want to finagle that around, but those are some of the options they have. Mason Cole's another one who very well could be cut. He's on the last year of his deal. Uh, he would He's $6.27 million. It's only just over $1.5 million in dead money. Steelers would save $4.75 million with him. He's got a roster do- bonus due on March 18th of $1.5 million. Um, so between that and the $3.25 million, they could save in a base salary. I think the Steelers are going to save $4.75 potentially with Mason Cole. Um, I don't know if he's going to get picked up anywhere else, and maybe they could bring him back cheaper if they need depth later on because things don't work out in free agency or in the draft. But I think that's a position the Steelers need to upgrade. Nate Herbig, uh, he's got a decent cap number for a player that's a backup. 
you know, didn't get a lot of snaps. $5.46 million. Steelers could save $4 million with him. Wouldn't be shocked if they gave him an extra year if they wanted to keep him as a reserve that would lower that cap number for this year. We'll see what, how, they get, how they go. Boz, Boswell, he's, he's a guy that if you cut him, you lose money. He's got three years left on his deal. He's someone you technically could restructure if you wanted to, but it's not going to be for a lot of money. You're only talking uh, less than $1.3 million. So it's not a huge amount of cap savings unless the Steelers feel like they really need it. As we're getting down here, we're now getting to some to, to all these. Um, Nate Herbig was the last player over a $5 million cap hit. Then you get into someone like a Landon Roberts. You could save $3.5 million with him, but he's only a $4.6 million cap hit. As hard as he played, to me, I think he's worth that money, personally. Then you get into players on rookie contracts, some of them, like Najee Harris. He's actually the next guy on the on, on the list when it comes to the salary cap. Demonte KZ, you could save $3 million with him, and it's only $8.75 million um, cap hit. It's, it's, to me, uh, dead money. To me, if you want KZ, you might even want to extend him. Or just say, hey, we'll keep them for that small amount. It's not really all that much. Uh, the only other players you can really get into that would save much of anything, Keanu Neal, you could save two, $2.25 million if you release him. Um, everyone else I'm really looking at is rookies. Uh, and you don't want to really get rid of one of your rookies. I mean, you could, believe it or not, Seals could save a million dollars by cutting Presley Harvin. Um, then from that point on, you're getting into your futures contracts and everything else. So that's it. That's where you could save the money. And I know we went over a little bit. I didn't think we would, but we did. But I just wanted to make sure everyone understood everything before you get into it. So to me, the biggest place I see the Steelers saving money, I'm going to say $10 million from Allen Robinson, 8.75 from Chooks Akora 4. There you, there you got that. You're probably going to do something with Mitch Trubisky. It's close to $3 million, or if they could do something with that June 1st thing, they could get that number up some and, and spread that out a little bit. And then probably Mason Cole getting close to $5 million. You talk about those, those four, even keeping Trubisky with what he is now, you are talking about um, – you're, you're talking about over $25 million there. So you could get $10 million under just doing those moves. But also remember, the Steelers, they, they only have 60 players under contract, but only the top 51 count in the offseason um, once that kicks in when the league year starts. So those things are kind of interesting. But, hey, make sure you're checking out all of our content. Make sure you're checking out SteelCareNetwork.com for your editorial needs. Please, STLRSuperFanDad at gmail.com to email me questions or Take off the gmail.com. That's my Twitter slash X handle. Reach out to me there. Would love to know what you all want me to look up for future shows. And as I always say to close these out, thanks for geeking out. <laughs>